I think in the business world, you meet a lot of successful people, right? People who think they're a success and they want you to think they're a success too. And sometimes you see right through them. I'm excited for you to meet our next guest because we're talking about success, but we're talking about it in a very real way. Al Mothersbaugh is next. And the heat is on. Let's get cooking. This is Purpose Under Pressure. It's brought to you by the Ruby Group Sandler Sales Training, serving sales professionals nationwide from their Akron and Columbus, Ohio locations, also in Jacksonville, Florida. In case you need a vacation, you want some sales training at the same time, that's the place to go. They are one of the highest performing Sandler Sales Training affiliates in the nation. And when I say highest performing, I mean like I'll just go ahead and say it. They're like number two shooting for number one. So we'll see how they how they get. But they're they're the real deal. You can check them out online at the rubygroup.sandler.com. Our guest today is the president of Akron Glass Tinting in Akron, Ohio. Now, what makes that exciting is that that's a family-owned business since the 50s. It's grown tremendously over the years uh, under the leadership of their president, Al Mothersbaugh. He's a hard worker. He's a musician. He's a character, and I'm excited to introduce you to him on Purpose Under Pressure. Al, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for inviting me. I'm really glad you're on the show. I'm, I'm really glad to hear your story and understand what you've gone through. You told me a little bit about the struggles that you've been through, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. But first, let's brag a little bit because Akron Glass Tinning is doing some amazing things. Let me know what the success looks like. Let's let's pat ourselves on the back a little bit. Well, in 2020, my company was given the award of National Mid-Market Dealer of the Year. So guys in a smaller demographic like me, like Cleveland, Akron, Canton, I was the best of those guys. I'm not, I wasn't National National Dealer of the Year, but I was still pretty proud of that with just six employees. And I just bought my second truck. That might not seem like a lot to some companies, but it's a big deal to me. So, and that's had its own issues to try to figure out. But by and large, we just keep growing, keep fighting. You know, we win a lot, we lose a lot, but, you know, we just keep our chins up and keep fighting. <laughs> and that's what I'm excited to talk to you about because I'm interested. You've, you're kind of a, let's, can we call it a big fish in a, in, a, in a small pond? You are doing amazing things within your constraints, not trying to go above them or become the best. You're just trying to be the best at what you do. Is that a good way to put it? It's trying to be the best at what I do. I don't have a lot of competition, but the ones I do are fierce. And I respect them and we all know each other. I, I really, I just, we just try to get better every day. And, you know, I don't have a business degree. I had to learn all this stuff on my own. You know, we just make sure we put in a big red magic marker, the mistakes we make. And we, you know, we try like heck not to do them again. And what does Akron Glass Tinting do? What, what exactly is the business model for you guys? Well, if I were to answer it from the Sandler playbook, I would say we provide comfort, safety, and decorative privacy to people that are in need of a solution. But for the rest of us that really want to know what yeah. the heck I do, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I sell solar control film to make buildings cooler. So what I can do is I can plug in what a building pays per kilowatt hour and then uh, give them a model that I'll send all the info to the eggheads up at 3M in, in Minnesota. And we can model that and tell them what their expected payback is. And that's done a lot for me. Look up, um, there's an acronym PACE, P-A-C-E, that's Property Assessed um, Clean Energy. There's a lot of grant money out there for that. Then residentially, if, you're, if your second story great room's just making it uncomfortable and it's eating up your furniture, we can help you with that. The second thing we do, we've been going crazy with is, um, um, 
uh, security film and we install a security film to the inside of glass. And we've been doing a lot of schools to keep out bad guys. And then once it's installed, we glaze it in with the architectural adhesive that basically turns to rubber that creates a pocket. So even though a bullet will go through it, sustained beating and craziness trying to get in, it's going to, it's going to buy the people inside. Um, two minutes, which some people in the law enforcement community feel is a lifetime, right? And if you have an SRO, that is, you know what that means. It's a safety resource officer. If you're oh, yeah. beating on your windows and there's a guy in there, he'll kill you, which is a good thing if you're a bad guy. And then the other thing we do is something called decorative privacy, where we'll put frosted film in a boardroom and we can make it look however you want. And it's vinyl. It's just vinyl film. And it comes in a zillion different types. So those are the three main things I do. It sounds like, uh, how do people find you? I'm interested sometimes in businesses that do things that no one thinks about. We don't wake up in the morning going, I need some film on my, on my, my windows, you know, but we do have a need that we don't know you serve. Like, how do you find your customers and how do they realize that you have what they need when they don't even know they have a need in the first place? Isn't that something? I mean, my friend David Giffels from the Akron Beacon Journal, I thought I'd brag about 15 years ago when I won New Dealer of the Year when I became a 3M dealer, because this is like a 64-year-old business, but I decided I needed to get 3M. And I said, hey, I won New Dealer of the Year. And he goes, Al, you're in the fifth cloudiest place in the country. I mean, that's why they have the Ravenna (laughs) Arsenal out there, man, for the cloud cover. So to answer your question... It's just a slow grind of just a drip marketing, you know, just trying to be at a bunch of little places at once. But I will tell you the thing that has worked for us the best, and that is we don't spend money on advertising. We don't spend any cash on slick magazine inserts. We get on the phones and we reach out to end users. But more importantly, we reach out for referral agents. Building that referral agent network has been clutch for us. I built a book of business that's galvanized against competition because I have been able to be there when they need me. And I tell them, I go, look, I'm going to make a mistake someday and we need to figure out how to fix it because I'm never going to turn my back on you. And that formula has worked. And, yeah. and can I just throw something else in? There's something I call guerrilla marketing, where if we get a print, if we get any type of information with a possible referral agent in it, we'll write it down and then we'll circle back with them. An architectural drawing, there's an architect, there's glazers, there's demountable partitions, which is a fancy word for glass office cubicles, right? Mm -hmm. And anybody else that can use this, we'll just go and glean that from the print and reach back out to them. And it's like, it's, it's free. It's free. All you have to do is pick up the phone and take some donuts to people, you know? Yeah. Just helping people is, is how it gets, you know, folks, if you're listening to this, we're talking about a small business owner, about 98% of the people that are out there that are running business are just like you out there. One guy or a family, they're trying to employ some people, trying to make uh, enough to put the money on the uh, food on the table, you know, and, and grow one by one and through customer referrals. And I'm interested in your purpose, why you do what you do. And what gets in the way? That's this show, Purpose Under Pressure. I'm interested in why you do what you do and what's happened in the past that's kind of caused you to stumble a little bit and how you did it. Well, Tell that's a lot. That's a lot to answer. So you're probably going to have to come back in with some of the stuff to remind me what you. <laughs> but that's but my re- job. I'll keep you on point. <laughs> the reason I do what I do is because if I'm going to uh, 
trip through this life and stub my toe and stuff. I'm going to do it on my terms. Above that. A lot of Sandler is, you know, if you're going to lose, lose it on your terms. And Michael laughed because I pretty much became an expert of ruining everything. (laughs) This is over. Wait, we haven't even talked yet. No. But the reason I I, I want, if I'm going to, if I'm going to go down in flames, it's going to be, you know, completely on me. And I bet on me because I know that even though I might not be the sharpest pencil in the cup, I'm going to get out. And I'm going to be completely driven and, and I won't stop. I won't yeah. stop. And then, How'd you know, you I learn also. That? How'd you learn that, Al? How'd you oh. learn that, that, that failing <laughs> is the best way to get better? Abject fear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, my, when I got married, okay, in 98, my in-laws, they both were executives. They, one worked as an executive secretary at Avery. The other one was a purchasing guy for Jay-Z Penny, both like 40, 45 year careers right and they had no con they're, they're talking to their daughter going wait you're gonna marry this guy and now how does how does he get his lead she goes i don't know i think he just calls people <laughs> my point is, is my, my wife is like so let me get this straight people call you you go out and install this window film you get the money and you come back home but what happens if you i go that's that's the scary part i have to yeah. keep so the fact that just Good for you completely ruining everything and my kids are sitting there going <laughs> um yeah. uh that's i mean i think any any man that you interview on this and i you know will say the same thing just you don't want to let your family down and you know it it's gotten scary a couple times i've i've almost went out of business a couple times especially in 2008 with the housing crisis now that i've gotten to a place where I don't have to be scared all the time because now we're busy and I finally have an estimator and a couple other components to my business that make things way, way easier. It's been so much fun to just go upstream. And what I mean by upstream is that's doing stuff when your hair is not on fire, right? Yeah. The, the, uh, reaching out to people that have, you know, uh, people that uh fix do controls like air conditioning controls for buildings you know like a like a siemens or a johnson controls and just going out and finding those guys and hey it's okay if you tell me no you know that kind of thing going yeah, upstream yeah. when you have an established business and a book of business after uh, 20 years that to me gives me but now i got a new set of problems right <laughs> there's always something yeah every single thing there's something and, and one thing you just said sparks a question you mentioned to me how many awards and this great growth and you're so proud of these things that are great and then you also a sentence later almost went out of business let's let's talk about the going out of business part and let's talk about what you did to get through that tell me that story the big one was in 2008 again the housing crisis and i remember you know my accountant i I was sitting in his office he goes here's here and he pointed to a point uh one pencil on his desk he goes here's your employees and then and another pencil goes, these are, this is your family. Pick one. I'm like, Oh God. Cause I didn't want to let anybody down. Just like Jonesy said in the podcast, he said, you know, I got 12 people working for me and I, you know, I got to take care of their families. That's, I was freaking out. And these guys were young, thankfully, your but employees. I said, yeah. And I said, and I, it was just me and two guys. I said, listen, fellas, actually three. And I go, go on unemployment. I got you. Just if, if you get another job, I don't blame you a bit. Okay. But. If you can, if you can hang loose and just, just trust me, I'll circle back with you and I'll call you every week and let you know what's going on. Well, I did it by myself and my father-in-law who, who isn't very fun to work with. God rest his soul. Um, for eight months by myself, selling, installing, selling, installing, and you know, 
answering emails at night, getting up and doing it again. It sucked. But finally, we got a real nice one anchor job, I call them, which, you know, got us out of my hole. And we just kept moving and moving and we kept hiring more and more people. But I will tell you, I've hired probably like five or six salespeople that have gone down the tubes, you know, even Sandler people, you know, and and it's not because of Sandler, obviously. It's just that I didn't do a good job of telling them what was expected of them. And I was a little too nice. So too nice to your potential employees. Yeah, no, too people. nice to my salespeople. Like, oh, you'll get people. it, get out there. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh my gosh, these guys need to close some orders. You know, that's the hardest thing in the world. I was the worst sales manager when I was a sales manager. I was a pretty decent salesperson, but I right. couldn't manage because I just, I knew how hard it was myself. And I just like, you know, I didn't like people beating on me all the time to go out and right. make one more call. But we need that, don't we, as salespeople? We need someone to push us. Yeah. And it's funny because that we were talking about the disc profile. You know, if you can understand, you know, your employees from that, you know how to push them in the right way. My wife, I don't know if anybody out there knows what the disc profile is, but I'm an I with a rising D, (laughs) meaning I'm real fun and gregarious, but I also have like a real serious, like I'm going to, you know, get on your uh, butt streak. And some people that are like S's that are that, and I, if I'm talking jargon that people don't understand right now, people that's basically the opposite of me. Somebody that needs to be slowly ramped up. Like yeah, if I was yeah. to tell Mike, if I don't I hate to bring up Mike Jones um, all the time, but if I was going to tell Mike Jones that he needs to go chop down that tree, I go chop down that tree and tell me when you're done. But if I ask my wife, who's the complete yeah. opposite of that to go chop down a tree, I go, well, how was your day? You know, yeah. did you, uh, did you go to, did you go to Robux today? Did you get, oh, what kind did you get? Hey, you know, because that tree- that's what works for her. That's her language. And you <laughs> yes. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's sales. So, like you're, you're, you're selling at the same uh, time with your wife. I get that. Folks, he's talking about Mike Jones at the Ruby Group, which is a partner of the Purpose Under Pressure show. He's talking about disc profile and he's talking about things that you learn when you're doing Sandler. So this isn't a commercial for Sandler, but yeah, I want you to know that these just, are the kind of things that Al's learned from Sandler and that Sandler can help you with. I, and I don't mean, yeah, my fault, but my, my thing is the disc okay. profile, it's just real simple. You, 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 you'll get mad at somebody because it takes them forever to ramp up where you shouldn't be mad at them from them being a flake or different personality. It's their personality type. Everybody's different. When you figure that out, you don't get mad at them. You get mad at their personality type, you know? So, and and so what, what did you know about yourself then? Because I want to go back to a promise you made. You told your employees when you had to choose between your family and your employees, which are your family too, which I know had to be a tough I mean, you know which one you're going to choose, but that couldn't have been easy. How did you know at the time that you could make that promise? Guys, stick with me. I'm coming back to you. We're going to get through. How did you take that pressure and how did that make you feel the next day when you had to go to work? I'm not going to go to Home Depot and get a job there and hope they find. I'm just going to fight through it. I don't know. I'm just crazy dumb like that. I just I I bet on myself. I know I can do it. It's not going to be pretty. We're going to come across the finish line with like a flat tire and stuff. But I know that if I keep going, you know, I, this is going to sound so corny, but like, remember that part in Forrest Gump when he was the dumb idiot that stood was out at sea during that hurricane because he was too stupid to come in? That was me during the housing crisis. I was too stupid to say, oh, no, what are we going to do? Well, we should probably be conservative and sell the house. And no, I just was like, ah, let's, you know, I just fought, fought, fought and fought. Mm. And I just Mm. got on the phones. You know, I just behaviored my way out of it, as they say in the business. 
Yeah, you kept working. And so now you also said another thing. You said it'll never happen again. That person gave you a choice between family and employees. Yeah. And you said that'll never happen again. Well, we're yeah. in a situation, whether people are watching this in 2023 or somewhere in the future, the economy is always a mess. Mm -hmm. And it's about to become a mess again. If you listen to some folks, how can you promise your employees now that this isn't going to happen again? I'm telling you, I mean, I hope this doesn't sound like bitter or anything, but I don't believe any of that. The economy is... I'm too small for that to affect me. I mean, if if you're if you have more than 500 employees, maybe you should start sweating a little bit. But for me, when people tell me, "Oh, it's economy and worried about that," it, I just I just blaze right through it because I don't I don't believe the hype. Is. It happened to you once, Al. It happened yeah. to you in 2008. Oh yeah, that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I just even then though even then though I, I mean. Well, the reason I, I, I got so bad is because I had a very, I had a loan and the people called it in and like dummies, yeah. we sent it in. They call it, we need all of it. It was only $15,000, but they yeah. said, we need all of it. And like dummies, we were like, okay, well, we don't want to get bad credit. Meanwhile, we, we did a bunch of dumb things. And so I guess that's part of why it will never happen again. Cause we have learned so much by getting our butts kicked so many times. Um, but I know what you're saying about, you know, eh, the economy. Now, if, if, if it like, if, if it goes up and down, that's what I'm talking about. The housing crisis was an, an was an, uh, was, uh, anomaly. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But if something like that happens, well, I know what I did last time. So there you go. <laughs> on the rule only decision makers can get other people to make decisions each and every day we have a decision to make also when we're with buyers in our sales process we have a decision to make how we're going to lead that interaction and if i'm somebody that can make daily commitments and keep those daily commitments then when i'm with buyers i expect them to make commitments and keep those commitments to me throughout that sales process so first and foremost i have to have a decided heart in order to lead other people to make the decisions that I'm expecting them to make. So what are the pressures? What are the next, what's the next step for Akron Glass Tenting? And what are the pressures that are going to kind of hold you back? What are you going to have to overcome here moving forward? Okay, we, this is hard. There's this book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And yes, he's, he's like, look, if you don't make a franchisable prototype of your business, even if you never plan on selling it, you're doing it wrong. That means yeah. even something when the toilet paper's empty in the bathroom, where is it? How do you put it on? Do you put it with the flap going this way or under? I mean, literally that granular. And I've been trying to do that with my business for so long. And each time I get the new iteration of it, something changes. And let's say you got it all done and it's like, ah, then you drop the pen. You're like, I'm done. You got to get buy-in. That's that is so, I, I just don't know. I've had people tell me. Well, then, from whom, Al? From my from employees who? to do yeah. what I, what's in yeah. the manual, in the, yep. the, the standard operating procedures, you know. Dude, I have everything written down from what to do. Get in the car, turn the key away from you. <laughs> you know, when you get to a house, you know, take off your shoes. I mean, and wear booties or whatever. Put down our little rug we have. La, la, la. All of it's in there. But to get people to do it on a daily basis is, is absolutely impossible. You know, I'm sure there's people out there what would tell me what to do next, but yeah, I have a really nice looking standard operating procedures manual, you know, 
my guys, you know, they'll be in a hurry and they'll run out the door. They won't check and see if there's scrap available because they're, you know, they're, they're, they don't have time. They're just going to cut it off the roll. And I'm like, no, that's why. I... So there's a yeah. whole bunch of stuff. We just keep going. My estimator, he has a weird first name. It's Dart, D-A-R-T. You know what he said? He goes, they're like kids. You just have to keep telling them. I'm like, yeah, but you can't fire your kids, can you? So I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, so I don't know. I just, so we just try to. Then I've learned the hard way that you can't be always, always, you know, do what I say this way. If you don't like it, you can leave. You can't do that anymore. You shouldn't do that. And so I have to, it's just that, that's what wears me down. I'd rather be out selling. I'd rather be out uh, helping people convince themselves that they need solar control window film in the fifth cloudiest place in America. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that what the e-myth is all about? When you you love to do something in your business and yet you own the business and they conflict and you're trying to do what you're great at and you're running a business failing every other day. Right. Trying to help people who aren't great at it be better. It's 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 almost counter. But you keep on going. What are the things that if you were able to maximize this opportunity? the standard operating procedures, do everything the way. What what would the benefit to Akron glass tinting be if you were able to get it done perfectly? Oh, um, I could take a day off. Yeah, every <laughs> once in a while. No, I, no I, I, be, to be honest, we, we would be more profitable. Everybody would be proud because there's no there's not any gray area. Like we came and we didn't know what to do. And then, you know, this, it would all be in black and white for everybody that has a high need for, succinctness if that's a word all the way down to the people that just you know go with the flow and want to have a you know and and they're fun to be with when you work i want it to cover all that and have everybody know that there's something that how to do something everything upside down back and forth front to back and not see there's nothing worse than sending your people out on a job and have them look bad believe it or not they don't like being embarrassed that the sales professionals and the production team didn't get them dialed in for the job. It's super That's embarrassing. Right. And what that does is it erodes morale. Okay. Yep. And then there starts to be animosity towards the people that have set the job up because they're just sitting back smoking cigars, collecting their commission. And it's that, that you have to, that, that the whole, you have to care about the process all the way through. You know, we've gotten to the point where my estimator and I will go out and look at jobs two or three times just to make sure that it's okay. Just to make sure, hey, this is where you park. Larry, he's kind of mean. So here, take a box of donuts. His dog is named Scruffy. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And, customers love it. And and that's the key. So I'm talking to a salesperson here, which I love. I could do this for hours. We're running out of time. Yeah, yeah. Salespeople, by definition want to do better like we there's just a piece in us that says it's never good enough there's always something some disaster around the end i've always got to prep a little harder i've got to work a little harder i got to make this goal or whatever it is and when we get into positions of business ownership we want we want the customers to like us we want everything to go really well we want to earn the next deal and get the next referral and we're hard on ourselves and i remember sitting and we talk about sandler a little bit in the ruby group and i sit in these these sales meetings and we just beat ourselves up how can we be better how can we call more people how can we get more so that's my my take on it but i'm interested i want to give you a shot here and think about this what are you most proud of you've done a lot right al and so give yourself a break what are you most proud of in the ownership and the running of akron glass tinning that's easy um my kids my lifestyle my wife Here's the deal. 
I've said that my dad said this to me when I was a kid. And he goes, Al, there's going to be a time when you're like, remember when my son's named Cooper. Remember when Cooper made that diving stop at second base and threw that guy out from his knees? But you're going to remember that. But you're not going to remember. Remember that great sales call I had that one time and I sold that job? My point is, is having run my business and I guess finally got it out of me. My whole reason for doing this is because I didn't want to be locked in by somebody else telling me I had to work late. I was the chief of Indian guides and Indian princesses, you know, for my kids. I have a a boy and a girl. I didn't miss anything. I was a great dad. I have zero regrets. So I did. I wanted to be there for my kids and be able to do what I wanted when I wanted to do it. If they were sick, I could cancel a sales call, go pick them up from school if my wife was doing something. Listen, my wife had a really good job when we got married. And I said, hey, man, I'm on easy street. I don't have to work. I'll, yeah, da, 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 da. And then she was this big with my first kid. And she goes, I'm not going back to work. You know, she was a TV director. So I'm like, holy crap. So she, I said, you know what? It's going to suck, but you're going to be a stay-at-home mom. That's it. That's the way I was raised. That's the way you were raised. So we decided to do it that way. So to yeah. get back to your question, and that is the whole reason we're doing this is we might not be the richest folks had that have a business, but we definitely are able to enjoy our lives with our kids. Now they're in their twenties and they ignore us. So who gives a heck, yeah, right? Um, once well, I will say this, one of my uh, fellow guys, friends that are in the window film business. He, and I said, gosh, I should have another location in like new Philly, or I should have a new ca- location in, in Youngstown. I just can't seem to, he goes, Al, you know what we, you and I are, I go, what? He goes, we're lifestyle dealers. We're just doing it to have the type to live comfortably and be able to make sure we raise good kids and da 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 da. Because I guarantee you, I know guys that have three and four businesses and they don't see their families as much as they would probably like to, or they don't have kids. So I don't know. Did that make any sense? (laughs) Yes, sir. It does. In fact, I'm going to follow it up. I've told people before, anybody who'll listen, I don't know if I came up with this or I read it somewhere. I really don't. The definition of success is when your kids want to come home and hang out with you. Yeah. Are you well, a one, success? One out of two. Uh, how, what's it mean when you can't get rid of them? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big no, problem. <laughs> we have Sunday dinner every Yeah. Well, yeah. I will tell you, my son's an yeah. actor. Good His name's you. Cooper Mothersbaugh. If you see that um, Slash commercial for Capital One, he's the drummer that's in the background going like this. <laughs> so check it out. It's funny. I mean, he makes he, he's making a living off that. But because of the writer's strike, he's been home. And I drag him to work with me every day, baby. Good and for I, you, Dad. <laughs> Good for you, Dad. Hey, Al, if people want to reach out to you, whether they're in schools or in companies or they are looking at glass that it's not tinted and there's got to be a reason to fix that, or if they just want to talk to you because you are inspiring and a helpful business owner as well, how would they do that? I'm going to give you three things. Uh, my cell phone's 330-603-3095. Call me anytime. Text first, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, then my, yeah, my email... <laughs> And my email address is al at akronglass.com. That's how you get a hold of me. But if you really just want to see what I'm all about and what we do and what we've done, go to my website, akronglass.com. The About Us section has a really cool story about my dad and his brother that started this business in 1958 by spraying it on windows. And we'll get into that another time. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know what, folks, Uh, in this world of social media where everybody gets to pick and choose what they say about themselves, there's a lot of fake out there. And you just met somebody that's real. And I, uh, Al, I really appreciate uh, your vulnerability and sharing. And you're doing better than you think you are. You're just a salesperson that's never good enough. You'll be all right. Yeah, well, if that bothers you, don't go to Sandler.
<laughs> That's for sure. I'm just kidding. Hey, man, That's thanks, Brian. Sure. I appreciate it, man. You got it. Hold on a sec. I'll say goodbye in a second. First of all, that was Al Mother's Bar, president of Akron Glass Tinting in Akron, Ohio. He's my guest on Purpose Under Pressure. It's brought to you in partnership with the Ruby Group, Sandler Sales Training. They're going to love this show. This was one long commercial for Mike Jones. Sellers are under pressure to perform. You know that. And Sandler helps you succeed on purpose. Yeah, you will ask, find all past episodes of, what's that, Al? I was just ask for Ken when you go to Sandler. That's all. Ask for Ken. <laughs> <laughs> They'll love that. Hey, folks, you'll find all past episodes of Purpose Under Pressure at brandmediastrategies.com slash podcast and wherever you stream your podcast. We do this every week. We try to have this much fun and we'll see you next time on Purpose. 